On August 2, 1869, the Japanese Edo social order was abolished, as part of the ongoing Meiji Restoration. This would bring Japan out of the Middle Ages into the modern world, but at a cost of their history. Japan has been ruled by the same imperial family since the creation of the nation over 2,500 years ago, and according to legend, from the dawn of time, being children of the sun goddess Amaterasu. However, political and military power was in the hands of a shogun, who was always a powerful lord. Much like medieval Europe, Japan had hundreds of daimyo, lords, each with their own lands and armies. They would fight amongst themselves often, until one would gain supreme power. Japan had some limited contact with Europeans, the introduction of muskets had allowed one daimyo to become shogun, but it was still a country living in the past. The basis of societal stability was the class system, based on the ideas of Confucius, called the four classes. One's place was not determined by wealth, but spiritual purity. At the top of the class system, below the emperor, court nobles, shogun, and daimyo, were the samurai, the professional warrior class, who along with their families were 10% of the population. Below them were the peasants who did all of the work, such as growing food. Below them were the artisans, who made beautiful not non-essential things. At the bottom of the four classes were the merchants, considered the most corrupted because their goal was to make money. Outside the system were the untouchables, the lowest members of society who were ignored by others. By a historical coincidence, this system is very similar to the European one, except that in Japan priests were outside the class system, but not untouchables. A person was born into their class, but adoptions were fairly common, such as a samurai adopting the child of a valued retainer. As in Europe, this system began to break down because those at the top didn't earn any money, but needed lots of cash, while those with all the money were excluded from political power. Nobles often became heavily indebted to various merchants. Everything changed when U.S. Commodore Perry sailed into a Japanese harbor with a fleet of steam-powered warships to force a number of treaties of Japan. While forewarned, the Japanese were shocked to discover how backwards their technology was. The leaders decided they had to modernize or be occupied by foreigners, as much of coastal China was at this time. The modernization was very rapid, sweeping away almost everything in a little over 20 years. Germany and France became the models for what Japan would become. The daimyo and their private armies were the biggest threat, somehow the government needed to get the lords to side with them, while disconnecting them from their soldiers. On August 2, 1869, as part of the continuing reforms, the class system was reformed, into basically a two-class system. The upper class was all the former noble groups, and the lower class was all the former four classes, without distinction. Except the samurai. In every political reform, there are winners and losers. And in this reform, the samurai were the losers. They were given a meaningless title, and placed between the two new classes. They lost their right to carry weapons, especially their famous Daisho two sword set, and were given a small salary. Later, the government started taxing this salary, and finally just turned it into low-interest government bonds. Most samurai saw what had been coming, and took action, becoming officers in the new imperial army and navy, government officials, and successful businessmen. There were some daimyo and samurai, however, who did not adjust to the new ways. Over 30 revolts occurred over the next few years, as seen in such movies as The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. The rebels said that they were fighting to preserve tradition, but few were convinced, seeing them as only fighting for their own political power. At first, these revolts could be successful in battle, as peasants new to warfare were defeated by professional soldiers. But time and technology won the day. While still officially in existence as Shizoku, families of warriors, the samurai tradition of over 1,000 years was dead. 
When the Japanese government turned to fascism in the 1930s, rejecting all foreign influences, including the most popular religion of Buddhism, they tried to revive a pure Japanese traditional society, and brought back the ideas of the samurai. By even their own admission, it was not a true samurai revival, just the idea that all warriors, but especially officers, were now samurai, giving fanatical devotion to their modern daimyo, the emperor himself. The finer aspects of the samurai tradition, such as their values and the cultural training, were downplayed or ignored. After World War II, even the Shizoku were abolished in 1947. Samurai means one who serves today, there are no daimyo to serve. Most of these families' names can now be found as the names of major Japanese corporations. Aspects of the samurai can be seen in daily life, with odd things like the Bushido Karate School and Wakazashi Japanese restaurant near my home. Bushido is the study of the samurai and swords, so it is weird for a karate school name, and the Wakazashi is the shorter samurai sword. Mashad on the Walking Dead is famous for her white katana, lopping off heads of zombies. This is much like the European knightly tradition is treated today. But this is not a good old days argument. There are modern samurai, those who live the traditions. Officially, they would be ronin, a wanderer since they have no lords to serve. But this modern version keeps the best of the past, but adds to it. More women train in the samurai ways, and the devotion to one's own death is mostly gone. Many schools teach these improved skills. Modern samurai serve all of humanity. Their devotion to training, calm in the face of all adversity, and values are an example for others to emulate in their own ways. The spiritual purity for which they were first given such high social status is once again in place. There are many ways one can learn about Bushido and the samurai. There are schools, books, teachers, and online videos. Being based on Confucianism and Buddhism, samurai ideals clash with no religions, so anyone can learn, and even match most of the values espoused by the U.S. military. August 2, 1869 was the beginning of the end of the samurai, but like the cherry blossoms of Japan they have been reborn.